0: I wrote this song in a time of my life where just nothing felt like it was going right. Everything just felt rocky, unsure, like relationships weren't great. My relationship with Christ was not great or it didn't have depth. My my ministry felt like I was spinning my wheels. And I just sat there with my guitar and I was just like, you know... I started thinking about what people say in prayer or at church, and they'll just shout out like, hallelujah, you know, in agreement or in praise. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Hmm. And I didn't know, but I looked it up and it means God be praised. Hmm. And so that was kind of the fuel to write this song.
1: Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we'll tackle tough issues, answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. This week, we wrap up our series of conversations with the Apostles music team. The Church of the Apostles is where I serve on staff. Perhaps you've attended a service or watched online and know how blessed we are to have our music team lead us each week in song. If you haven't, Join us in worship this Sunday on Leading the Way live at Apostles at 10.30 a.m. In this series, we've had the chance to get to know Mac Powell, Paul Reeves, Lauren and Jeremy Ezell, and Seth Rice. If you missed these conversations, go back and check them out. Today, I am with Amy Miller. Amy Miller came to Apostles from Athens, Georgia, and Wesley Foundation, where she sang and led music. She was on staff with a major leadership organization called Catalyst and landed here at Apostles as a singer and songwriter with the music team. Today, Amy shares a bit of her life story and her newest song, God Be Praised. It is the perfect bookend to this series of new music releases from Apostles' Worship. Check the show notes for a link to the song. Now, to our conversation. A.B. Miller, it is an honor and a privilege to have you on Candid Conversations.
0: Thanks. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you. I'm excited.
1: (laughs) A.B. you're bringing up the tail end of our special little series on the Apostles' Worship album. For those listeners who may not know who you are, your story, could you just tell us a little bit of your background growing up, all that sort of thing?
0: Yeah. I am originally from Nashville, so... I didn't really live there that long, but I love to claim. You're
1: working the in the wrong direction, right? Don't you want to work to get to Nashville? I
0: know, right? <laughs> I love, but Nashville's so cool. So I have to claim that it it's part of my story, <laughs> even if I never end right. up there again. Right. But love Nashville. Moved here um, to Kennesaw, like kind of just northwest metro Atlanta area. Right. Loved it. I was in private school my whole life, um, private Christian school, and knew a lot about God, knew a lot about right and wrong. You know, we were like the family who was at a church three times a week, and I did handbells, <laughs> I did wow. choir, wow. you know, I did shadow puppets, Christian shadow tell puppets, gospel, the gospel wow. story, right? I mean, I did everything. Awesome. It was a blast. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, So I knew a lot about the Lord. I knew what to say, how to say it, but I really didn't have intimacy with the Lord through that period. And then I went to the university of Georgia, go dogs and really fell in love with Christ, with, with the Holy spirit. I mean, that was never, the Holy spirit was never an active part of what I was around growing up. Hmm. And you know, it wasn't until college that it felt like I finally had the full counsel of God mm. and just the full. It's, you can swing, you know, polarizingly in different directions, but I had all of the how to's and the what not to do and the. Mm. You, you had know, the law. I had the law. Mm. I had the Old Testament. Um, and I understood the New Testament, but I didn't understand the person of God inside it. And the person of God who is with us now, which, you know, <laughs> you you exist now. And mm. so, mm. really, I just had a, an encounter with the Lord and um, fueled my relationship with Him. It completely ignited me into worshiping Him. I mean, it came alive. Mm. And mm. so, since then, that's really when I, I really just feel like the Lord made me a new creature. Mm. And so, yeah, I lived in Athens. Athens for the duration of school and stayed there for a few years. I worked with a ministry there. And not long after that, I came here to work on staff at Church of the Apostles.
1: Yeah. What was the ministry in Athens that was sort of, was it through Clay Kirkland? Yes, yeah. uh,
0: yes. Yeah. It's through Clay Kirkland. It was the Wesley Who Foundation. Who we've had on
1: this program? <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! Yes, he's to
1: he, bring things full circle.
0: Full circle. He is an incredible leader and a, a huge mentor of mine. He mm-hmm. has the heartbeat of that ministry, mm-hmm. and I, so I was there as a student. I was really involved, and that's where I worked
1: at. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one of our producers also through that ministry yes. through Autumn. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I actually remember hanging out. I had coffee with Autumn when I was a student and she was leading a mission trip that I wanted to go on. And wow. so I was asking her a ton of questions wow. and made me feel so at peace, of course. And Isn't that
1: funny? Mm-hmm. So where does music come into the picture? Is this sort of uh, with the handbells days <laughs> in school or is that a later uh, venture for you?
0: I think it's so funny when, cause people, they ask me, you know, that question and it I sort of am a little speechless because I didn't sing by myself other than, you know, a choir thing, which I was never really driven like with that and I, I didn't really love choir. But being at Christian schools, we had chapel, and so the first time I sang in front of anyone alone like specifically in worship uh was I was a senior.
2: Right.
0: And um it's kind of behind the eight ball there, but it you know, people were nice to me after and they complimented me. So oh, I was right. like, okay, <laughs> I guess it wasn't bad. Right. Um, so it kind of started there. I always loved, I was in a musical the same year because for the same reason, I was like, okay, well they didn't throw tomatoes at me so I could audition
1: to this. You have a low bar.
0: Standard, <laughs> I know, you know? I know. <laughs> well, my, my family, <laughs> my family is not musical
1: at all yeah
0: so I didn't I taught myself piano at the house Um, actually when I was just by myself I would just teach myself piano and it kind of grew from there I would have um, you know formal like staff charts and I would work through like if I had a favorite song at the time I would try to learn it right and I would sing when my parents weren't home because I didn't know you know like I I just was just singing because it was fun but I kind of felt like it was silly too
1: yeah it's funny. I mean, the, the, just the imagery there of, we don't know sometimes our strengths and our weaknesses until they're pointed out to us.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Oftentimes um, even with giftings and the, it's showing the importance of a community that comes alongside and says, Hey, we think you have gifting in this area. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now I'm taking a a thing like music or singing and, and drawing that out to a Yes. a bigger end, but at the same time, it's the principle still true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which I don't really feel like I had that until Athens.
1: Okay. So you've grown up in, in sort of Christian private schools. So there's the, there's already a church element there with music, but what was it that kind of prompted you to pursue worship music, worship ministry, music ministry?
0: Gosh. Um, you know, I, I, kind of saying that how much I knew about God and I was a, a teacher's pet for lack of a, a better word, but that's a good visual for I wanted to do the right thing, you know, quote unquote, the right thing. And so I loved God. Right. And I liked to sing. And so that's really honestly, I guess why I loved Christian radio and so that's kind of a funny world because it's all these different genres, but with lyrics yeah. of and about the Lord. And so I, that's where I started. Yeah. yeah.
1: And before that, what was sort of your, what are you coming from? Was there a, a career path you were taking? From oh, gosh, university no. or no.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I had no plans. Right? <laughs> I went to Georgia. Um, I was terrified, but I went and, I changed my major a million times. Um, music was never part of my major. And, um, I really just wanted to get a degree and be done. I chose the easiest thing. I love to write. I'm good at writing, um, editing papers and stuff. So that's what I chose to study just to get it done. Um,
1: you're an English major
0: magazine journalism.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. It's
0: it's probably going to be, it must be a university of Georgia
1: degree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: <exactly. laughs>
1: print journalism
0: print journalism mm-hmm.
1: um and and how did you end up in the apostles family how did what was the connection okay.
0: smallest world I had a buddy in college and our senior year he had asked me he was working on a project and he asked me to just come put some background vocals on it and so he gave me the date and time where to be it was at Paul Reeves house So this was in 2014 and um, he lived in Athens at the time, of course. And so we did that there, was there for two hours, probably hardly spoke, but circle back, you know, I guess it was only three years, but I got an email from him at another job I was at to just come sing um, and just fill in one Sunday. And once I met, I was like, is this the same Paul Reeves that worked on this person's record that a while ago that I was in your house. (laughs) And he was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. And so I came in, um, you know, I mean, he is such a gift of a friend and, um, it was such a no brainer to be a part of what he was doing here. So.
1: Well, we're going to listen to a little bit of this song, God be praised. Um, I know we've mentioned it uh, each week as we've interviewed each worship leader, but Amy, can you help remind our listeners where they can find this online?
0: Yes, you can find it on any streaming platform. Uh, A lot of people use Spotify and Apple Music. Those are the big ones that will be there. And all you have to do is type in Apostles Worship.
1: Excellent. Let's have a listen. Amy, so tell us about the history of this song, God Be Praised. How, how was it sort of birthed?
0: Yeah, the birthing. <laughs> um, you know, I wrote this song in a time of my life where just nothing felt like it was going right. Everything just felt rocky, unsure, like relationships weren't great. My relationship with Christ was not great or it didn't have depth my my ministry felt like i was spinning my wheels and i just sat there with my guitar and i was just like you know i started thinking about what people say in prayer or at church and they'll just shout out like hallelujah you know in agreement or in praise and i'm like what does that even mean mm-hmm. and I didn't know, but I looked it up and it means God be praised. Mm. And so that was kind of the fuel to write this song. Mm.
1: Was there anything specific, a specific trial that you were facing with this or is just a, a, a culmination of of events and episodes and circumstances?
0: Yeah, it was, it was really a whole season of just like, it felt like a drought, a drought Mm -hmm. season. I I, I didn't feel like I was hearing from the Lord, I didn't feel like he had good things for me. I didn't feel like I was necessarily where I was supposed to be. Um, I didn't see my life like I didn't wasn't like super happy and you know with just my life and I, I had been happier before. So you know it was just
1: you're lacking joy.
0: A couple of months, yeah, it was just mm-hmm. no joy, no real. I didn't just feel it in my bones. Like it, it was not easy to worship. And um, I really just felt the Lord inviting me into that moment or really asking me to invite him into that moment. And, you know, he just asked me like, well, are you, are you going to worship me no matter what? Or, I mean, now's the time. And actually, Jeremy, um, Jeremy said this to me a long time ago. And for anyone who's heard his story, he has uh, plenty of reasons to be discouraged with the Lord. But he said, you know, if we can say that God is good all the time, but unless our life is not looking really, you know, awesome, are we still willing to say that in the valley? Are we still willing to say that when things are really hard? And that was a huge challenge for me. And then when I felt like I was in one of the seasons of just valley, desert, all of those um, analogies, I asked myself the same thing.
1: Yeah, because – he's the one that never changes. We're the ones that are. Amen. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And
1: changing and
0: so swayed.
1: mm. Now tell us a little bit how this fits uh, with the other apostles worship releases, the other songs that we've kind of covered through interviews.
0: I love that. They, that we started this release with Paul's the shepherd song, because it was such a call to peace and it was such a grounding song in a time that, I mean, it was right when the COVID-19 had just begun and people really were, um, push had come to shove and people were, had every reason to feel anxious, had every reason to feel um, really uncomfortable. And that song totally grounded, grounded me, grounded our team, mm-hmm. I think grounded this church mm-hmm. And then it's really cool to see going into Jeremy and Lauren and Seth's song of this invitation to worship and, you know, your joy, Lord will be my strength and come and lift your head up. Like those are invitations and proclamations of, okay, we are in your presence. We, we have felt your peace. We asked for your peace and you say, it is your peace you give to us. And, Let us worship in the middle of this, you know, storm around us. Mm
1: -hmm. It is a beautiful picture because it's funny. We we, sometimes we feel like we're not invited to the things that God is actually calling us to. And the the reality is that we are constantly and always being invited. But sometimes it's through a song like this. Um, It's definitely always through God's word is the invitation is going out, going out, going out. But it's often we need our our hearts have to respond mm-hmm. differently um, from whatever the path that we're going down. And, and I love that this album uh, is reminding people that the invitation is always there.
0: Yeah. And the invitation, I think it's easy to just think that the invitation is, do you accept right. you know, Jesus right. Christ as right. your Lord? And Savior. But it is a daily yes. decision and You know, the Holy Spirit is knocking. He is present and He is ready for us to turn to Him and say, come on in, Lord, just as well. And potentially just as hard of a decision would be to choose to worship Him when you are on the mountain. Because, you know, sometimes you're on the mountain and you don't really care about your reliance on the Lord. Mm -hmm. But to acknowledge that He placed you there and to worship through that as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Your song seems to be the perfect bookend uh, to this album release. Was that intentional?
0: (laughs) That, um, I love that it ended up that way and the Lord is funny and, loving to do that. But no, not really. There wasn't, we didn't, um, we didn't plan this to be the bookend, um, strategically.
1: Sovereign planning and unplanned, humanly unplanned.
0: Exactly. The Lord knows better than we do, but really, um, you know, everybody else was ready to go and I wasn't. And I was like, you know, let's, just need more time to work this out. And, um, and so I, I, I agree though. I think that the Lord, Absolutely positioned it to say, hey, at the end of the day, no matter what, we worship you, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What are things in your life that have changed as a result of, I'm not going to say this song, because I wouldn't say that the song is the thing that's changed you. But, but what is the, maybe the writing process or, or um, the, the beginning to focus you know through reading scripture or prayer, or whatever it is, what are the things that have changed in your life through that?
0: you know, I never want to be a part or behind a song that I'm not living out myself. And because I can't in good conscience and in good faith sing that and lead people in that when I disagree. And so I think it really serves as a, as a check of that invitation of like, okay, am I, am I bringing this to the Lord and still the saying, still saying that he's good. And, um, Because that's not – that is not my – like, sure, it's easy to sing this song where God be praised, God be praised, God be praised, but are you actually doing it? Because I know I haven't. So what does it look like when you're on the floor and you're so disappointed and in tears from the Lord and you're crying out to Him, but are you just wanting what is – what he has to give you? Are you actually after his heart? And are you actually after magnifying him? And that's a really, really hard question, especially when you're in the middle of it. Mm. But, um, you know, I think it has really just encouraged me to bring, because he cares, he cares about that. Mm. And he sees that you see it through Psalms. You see David crying out Mm. to him all the time. Mm. And then later we find out that that was a man after God's own heart. Mm. And so when we pursue the Lord, no matter what, like we might not be getting our way, um, or we we petition Him for change, and it, change may not come. But are our hearts facing Him, mm. and are, are mm. our hands open, and are we still willing to take our cup and say, "Thy will be done," mm. and and say that He is good. And so, yeah, this is a huge reminder to me because I don't do that well, but I want to, and I want anyone to hear this song to know that it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. And it's what we're called to do. And he's so worthy. And there's nothing that, there's nothing that happens to us that the Lord can't understand. And Mm -hmm. he, he understands every complexity, everything that went on that you don't even see behind closed doors, you know? And, um, Sometimes he just asks us to stand and we need only to be still and he'll fight for us. Mm. And, um, so I want people to be, even if they are just having the year of their life in 2020, because some people might be
1: God still be praised.
0: God still be (laughs) praised. Amen. Well, and it's
1: funny. I, I I think of that phrase and I think of it's an urging, right? It's saying, God, Hey,
0: Hey, everybody remember. Yes.
1: uh, Whether you're up feeling on top of things or you're down in the valley the call still goes out. Yes. The reminder still goes out to us constantly. Yes.
0: And I love, there's one verse that says, hear the angels, God be praised. And it's just the snapshot. I, I feel, and I, I can just see it of us joining with this song of heaven, of just singing in the spirit of God be praised. It's like, it takes me to the throne and singing with the angels and, you know, that's, that is the heartbeat of, of what we'll probably be singing for a while. Mm, mm, mm. So might as well start now.
1: Excellent. Well, Amy Miller, it's been a great joy to have this conversation with you. And I hope that this song, God Be Praised, would be a blessing. Uh, please make sure you take time to go and find that through your streaming platforms. And um, make sure you enjoy that. We're going to listen to it in its totality now. But thank you, Amy Miller.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And subscribe to Candid Conversations on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. While there, please leave a review. It helps people find us. As always, thank you for listening to and sharing this episode.